2: A Mercedes-Benz.
0: On the road
2: again.
0: Here are your hosts,
3: Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern and I'm here with my longtime friend. In fact, Gary and I have been friends for over 30 years now. It's hard to believe how time flies when you're having fun, but... Over 30 years, I've had the pleasure of knowing the nice gentleman across from me, and for going on 10 years, he and I have committed ourselves to simply helping people in an area where most people certainly aren't comfortable or or shouldn't be comfortable, which is in the process of purchasing a vehicle from a dealership or in some cases, you know, from a private party, but mostly from dealerships, whether they be new or used, our mission, our purpose is to help people get not only a great deal, and that's the single most important thing, I think, to most consumers, but in addition to that, make sure that they actually understand how the deal works, why they're doing what they're doing, and if they're not thrilled, what do we charge, Gary? Not a
2: blessed thing.
3: Good morning, sir. Good
2: morning. And before we get started, a very special thanks to B&N Auto Sales. They're located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, It's a family-owned business. The gentleman that I know, his name is Bobby Rabati. His number is 602 722 9151 and they have a great selection of pre-owned commercial vehicles. It's a no hassle, no BS, easy buying experience. Do you know of any other places that, that do Not pre-owned that commercial? Th- you know, there's a couple of other ones, uh, but they're extremely proud of their inventory. And it was kind of uh I guess that they'll buy they buy these commercial vehicles and they don't drop their prices and they don't do anything until they sell them. So they've had some of their commercial stuff going on 365 days, but I don't know of too many places. They're kind of like us, except I know for a fact no one does what Dana and I do. And speaking of that, you know, it's always about sometimes not what you know, but who you know. Or relationships. So I have a friend of mine that's a retired gentleman, and he has a little... Kia Forte five-door. This is about a year and a half ago, and he tells me he wants to sell his car. And I get a phone call from a really nice radio show listener who tells me he's looking for a car for his daughter. So we put A and B together, and we made a car deal. Well, a couple of days ago, Tim had called me and said, I want to buy a Mazda CX-5. Do you still do what you do? I said, absolutely. Yes, we do. So it was, it was an extremely excruciating long process when we went to get the car.
3: I think you're teasing.
2: We got to the dealership. He showed up and he had a, a nice trade in. He had a 1997 Honda Accord with 197,000 miles on it. It's not really worth a lot of money. It's a Honda.
3: It's worth something,
2: but not that much. And and not very nice looking car with not quite baloney skin tires, but Certainly not good tires. So we he showed up and he and I took a walk and we looked at this one and we looked at that one and, looked at one and we looked at this one and we looked at that one. And the big thing is this. Most car dealerships with this pandemic are not leaving inventory open. They don't want people crawling around in cars. So there was one on the showroom floor and he looked at it and said, you know, I really like this interior. And then we went outside and he said, well, I really like that exterior. And guess what? It had the interior on the one that was inside. So this whole thing transpired in about five minutes. So I sat down with the gentleman who I'd never met before in my life, and he explained how easy this was going to be, and he printed off the invoice. And he says, I'll sell the car for this much under invoice. There will be no charge for this. There will be no charge for that, no charge for this, and his trade-in is worth that. So I looked at the gentleman, and we were taking no rebates because they had zero percent. So I looked at the gentleman and he said, yes. I said, well, you know, do me a favor. You have a couple of imprinted items on your buyer's order. And I know that they're not going to remove them. So I'm going to ask you to put this much more in his trade to compensate him for paying for those things. You know, there's a lot of
3: groups that do that. Maybe that's something we'll talk about after this, but continue. And,
2: but it's it's it was so easy and the part that was a little annoying was the there was no one ahead of us going into finance, and we waited 45 minutes to get into finance. I hate that when that happens. And, and I don't understand why. Now, his credit was a little weak. He was only an 848.
3: He is being facetious. And yes. An 848 is a wonderful credit
2: score. So he had to call his wife because he forgot to bring... His checkbook. He also forgot that the title to the trade was in his wife's name. So to make everything simple, his wife came down. So his wife shows up. Now, we still aren't into finance when his wife shows up. So she drove all the way. She drove 20 minutes, and we still waited time to get into finance. So we finally get into the finance office, and all of a sudden, it turns out that his wife used to be the finance manager's preschool teacher for his children.
3: Small world after all.
2: And I was not in the mood for the poppycock small talk, let's build relationship, rapport, that finance managers love to do. So I kept my mouth shut, and I, which is hard for me to do, by the way. I let her sign, and then they started talking some more, and I said, hey, Tim, why don't you come in and start signing what you need to sign? So Tim started signing, and we went through this, and we went through that, and all of a sudden, the finance manager says... Well, your loan was declined. And I'm going to go into why his loan was declined when I'm done telling the story. But all of a sudden, the finance guy looks at me, and Tim's going over some things, and he says, well, uh, what's you know, I want to put $5,000 down. And the finance manager looks and says, well, it's 0%. Why would you want to put money down? And before Tim could say anything, because he didn't know what to say, I basically chimed in and said, it's because we want to avoid the necessity of buying gap insurance. When you buy a brand new car and you finance the whole thing, I don't care what the percentage of the interest rate is, you're going to have a problem with negative equity in the beginning of the loan. And gap is completely cancelable. So the finance manager can used to talk and all of a sudden he looks at me and he says, well... Were you ever in the car business? As a matter of fact, I have a company where I help people buy cars. And you want to talk about the zero to Tasmanian devil in a half a second. He turned to me, looked right in the face. Oh, so in other words, you're a broker. Boy, oh boy, we are not brokers. So I looked at him and said, "You know, that's a very offensive word to me because you don't know me, you don't know what I do, but I know what it is you're trying to do. So why don't we do this? Why don't you just tell me what the longest term warranty with the lowest least amount of miles he can buy and how much it is so I can get the heck out of here because I'm tired of sitting around." And needless to say, within about 7 minutes we were done. Now, when I mentioned his loan being declined, Dana, how many people have you helped recently in the past couple of years that when it come time, comes time to fill in out the credit application, the, f- the salesman comes back and says, you realize you have a lock on your credit? It's happened six times in the last two months. Okay. So this is what I'm going to tell you. because Dana and I always say we don't write notes. I wake up early every morning because I ride my bicycle. And unfortunately, on the days that I don't ride my bicycle, I still wake up early because it's that human clock. If you know you're going car shopping and want to buy a vehicle, unlock your credit if it's frozen. You can't tell the dealership that my credit score on credit karma is. So this gentleman's loan was declined because he had a problem. He didn't lock his credit, but he put a fraud alert on his credit. And Toyota, which is actually the bank that finances Mazdas now, which is something new I found out because it used to be Chase, they will not approve the loan until he reaches out to Experian and gives them a phone number to put on his credit report so they can call him to verify that he is who he is. But if you know you're going car shopping, the last thing you want to try to start trying to do is sit there with your phone. And Dana's heard it six times in the last two months. And how mo- out of those six times, how many of the people said to you, I don't remember what my password was? At least two of them. Right. So it's called being prepared. Now, there are times you show up at a car dealership and you have no idea you're going to buy a car. So that's a different circumstance. I have a friend of mine that's going to pick up a car before the weekend. And he said, Gary, I'm going to unlock my credit on Wednesday. Proper preparation. You know, it's it's all about what Dana said when he first started. We help people buy cars. We don't sell anything. And one of the things that's drastically, drastically changed, it's probably the biggest change I've seen in the 30 years I've been in the car business, is how used cars are advertised on the Internet.
3: I couldn't agree more.
2: Because back in the day when we started, advertising was jicky on new cars. It's still jicky on new cars. It's even jickier on some of the used cars. So... This is the one I'm going to share with people. I saw six items on a used
3: car addendum recently.
2: Yeah, I saw, we talked about it. I saw one at a dealership in Scottsdale where they had $2,600 in used car dealer ads. It doesn't matter what a used car is advertised for. What it boils down to is what can you buy the car for? And if you're financing it, what's your interest
3: rate going to be? And is it based on the best rate that you can qualify for? Because that's what Gary and I are going to help you accomplish. We're going to help you get the best rate that you can qualify for, the lowest price that you can purchase the vehicle for, and then when it comes to those products that they try to sell you, some of those products may have value for you if they do we'll help you we'll help you with that get the lowest but, possible price on it as well
2: but there are plenty of dealerships that I don't care who you are they're not going to discount their advertised price and there are dealerships that are going to raise that price
3: there, that's 100% true Gary and, and the dealerships that won't discount the vehicle and and are one price dealerships and there's numerous What here's the, the thing valley, about this They'll try to raise the price almost 100%
2: chance. Go ahead. But here's the thing about this. What would you rather do, Dana? Find a used car online that's way overpriced and get a discount and still pay too much for the car, or find a car that's actually priced correctly, what the value of the car is, and the dealership turns around and says, we don't negotiate. Now, the sad part is places like AutoNation, Carvana, Vroom, a lot of these online buying service cards that don't advertise, their pricing isn't necessarily the best. So when we get back, I'm going to talk about this non-negotiating. I'm going to talk about this discount. If there's a discount, if there's not a discount, it's just a matter of understanding what you're paying for the car.
0: The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award.
1: Valley.
4: Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed
0: with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches.
4: Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life.
2: So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early.
0: My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit
4: brightfocus.org to learn more.
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 96 of the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Remember, the easiest way to reach me it's 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Very, very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in sunny Peoria, Arizona. What we were talking about before the break is how these used cars are advertised. So if a car is advertised, and I'm not a big believer in Kelly Blue Book, but that's a tool that a lot of dealerships use to advertise cars. So if you're shopping for a used car and the car is priced somewhere between the lender's value and the retail purchase price, you're probably not doing too poorly on the price of the car.
3: I wonder if they would know that they were in that range.
2: Uh I don't know if they know, but I know that you and I would know. Of course we would know. So the point I was trying to make was if a car has a wholesale value of twenty two nine and a retail value of twenty four eight and you can buy that vehicle for 23, 398 certified at a Subaru dealership. Do you buy the car? Now, the only fluff that they had was they had some kind of 399 prep charge.
3: Well, when you say that, and you said only, and if you think about it, there's there's so many dealers across the valley that no
2: no this was actually just so you know in Indiana
3: well and, and I'm with you in that particular instance but there's so many dealers here across the valley that that don't do the math the way that it's supposed to work the way it's supposed to work is when you purchase the car there's sales tax on the purchase price then there's registration and you know for the vehicle license registration and then there's dealer documentary service. but earlier in the show today you were talking about the dealership. That you were visiting, and you ended up getting the vehicle, but they had a, a couple of different things. Engraved in their buyer's order. Vehicle theft registration. Vehicle theft registration.
2: Prepaid two years maintenance.
3: Prepaid two years maintenance. And and then there were charges in, built into the actual buyer's order. Like this is you know a charge that we're going to charge every person type scenario. And if you recall, when Gary was talking about it with his client, he was able to get the dealership to not only give a great price, but then also waive those charges by virtue of getting more for the trade-in to offset. Now, if he didn't have a trade-in, I I don't know what might have happened in that scenario. Every every situation stands on its own. But the bottom line is there are dealers all across the valley that are just sneaking on their buyer's orders the equivalent of our fee or more. And it's just crazy that, that you just say only, well, we only charge if you're thrilled, at the end, a $400 fee that... To help you save money. It's not even a fee. Well, it comes out of what we save you. It, we collect something at the end, but it doesn't... We're not a cost. We don't cost you anything. We What we collect at the end is simply a portion of what we save you. In some cases we might save you five to ten times that amount. In some cases it could be even more. And sometimes we barely save you our fee. And in, in that every
2: case, situation is different.
3: The key it, is how you leave.
2: And he couldn't be any 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 true of a statement. But the funny thing is I'm pretty good at reading people. So when I talked about this three ninety nine fee for the prep they only had a 199 dock fee. So
3: different I'm, state, different state. You couldn't find a 199 dock fee around here. Right.
2: So I called the gentleman and I emailed him the buyer's order that they sent to me. And I knew exactly what he was going to say. I could have said it to him before he said it. Well, that's what it's online for. Well, there are certain instances that you have to decide. Do you pay what the car's online for and get a great value or get a $5,000 discount on a car that was $7,000 overpriced and makes you feel better that you got them to knock off five grand? If you're that person, we probably won't have the ability to help you. Now, there's something very important about what Dana and I do. It's help people buy cars. And we're not going to we, we, we don't want to convince people what it is that we're going to do to help you. And what I mean by that is I have a gentleman that Dana's helped quite a few times. I've helped numerous times and he sends me a text the other day and he's not in my phone and I wasn't sure who it was. And he basically said he wants me to help his daughter get a car but his daughter doesn't think she needs our help. So he's going to pay our fee. Well, guess what? I'm not interested, because those people that don't think they need our help, many of them need our help way more than they think they do. Now, I have a friend, a dear, dear friend, who tells everybody, if you ha- let Gary help you and you get out of his way, what he's going to do, he's going to save you time, money, and you're going to understand everything.
3: So That's exactly what we do, by the way. That his, pretty much sums it up.
2: His daughter called me up and wanted to know if I would give her the name of somebody to speak to at a certain dealership. And I said to her, no. These are my relationships, and they're not going to treat your friend... The way that my friends will treat me when I'm there with your friend. And if your friend doesn't feel that my service is worthwhile, I don't need somebody jeopardizing my relationships with car dealerships. I've had it happen twice where I let friends go by themselves, both of them shook hands with managers in the car dealership without me present and changed their mind on their way to going to pick up the car. So if you want a name... It just
3: when, it just puts you in a bad situation.
2: I've when, worked way too hard to, to form these relationships. You know, th- our business is about relationships. This gentleman in Iowa that wants to buy two cars, I told him the only way I can help you is I'm going to send an email to the general sales manager. If he doesn't call me personally and has a salesperson call me, it's not going to be worth my aggravation to try to help you because... If I got on the phone with the general sales manager, explain what it is I do. Inside of 30 seconds, I can have a price on the car. They'll take a look at your trade and we're done. Walking in and telling someone in a car dealership that you're my friend. It's a handful of stores that we can get away at that. away with. And the funny thing is, I was talking to my friend and I mentioned something about his daughter. And he said, oh, she called me. I said, well, I hope she wasn't upset with me. She goes, well, she was upset with you, but I think she was more upset with me that I agreed with you, not with her, that those are your relationships and you don't want to jeopardize those. You know, when somebody tells me they've been to five different car dealerships trying to buy a car and they negotiated and didn't buy the car, it's usually because they're not offering enough money to buy the car.
3: What do you think? Well, needless to say, if, if you go and attempt something that many times, logic dictates it, it. must. At some point, it must be you. It can't be them.
2: Yeah. But remember, you can reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. Very special thanks to Earnhardt Honda, Rodeo Kia, Earnhardt Hyundai in Avondale, and Rodeo Ford in Goodyear. We appreciate what it is that they do to help our clients get great hassle-free buying experiences.
0: Get a just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent.
4: Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders. You know, when people are in the market to buy a vehicle, they go about it, I think, several different ways. A lot of people today, I, I think, rely on on going online, which is obviously the easiest. Especially with the you know environment right now, with the pandemic going on, it seems much more logical to to use the computer and your keyboard than it does to physically, especially in the summertime when it's very warm outside and the heat is almost unbearable. Um, it, again it makes perfect sense to do your shopping online. The the thing that can be not, not frustrating, but what ends up happening and Gary was alluding to it, is the the way that dealers advertise, it, it's designed to get you in. The that that's the purpose behind advertising. It's a hook or a hinge or, or something that gets you to think hey that's a great deal i need to go in and what ends up happening with such a large percentage of the dealers here in the valley they they simply either as gary alluded to are either a one price store like an auto nation and we've got you know several of those here in the valley and again at the risk of being redundant they will not take a penny off their advertised price ever not ever no zero not ever and they will, I promise you, try to get you to pay more than the advertised price 100% of the time.
2: Well, I've never experienced that in an automation oh, store. Oh, I,
3: well, I have indeed numerous times on used cars, not on
2: new yeah, cars. No, on the used cars is what I was talking about. So, um, but it guess what? On the store? How many different, what did, you, what did Dana just say?
3: It depends on the dealership because there are dealerships that, that wouldn't do that. And I'm very familiar with, well, a few different automation stores that would never do what I'm describing and they wouldn't. Try to get them to pay more, a hundred percent of the time, but many of them absolutely do, and I've been in with my clients and just frustrated because it, I, I can't understand why the dealerships find it necessary to lie in order to get people in, which L- is what lying, they are doing—cheating
2: and stealing
3: because. If they're not willing to sell it for the advertised price, which is, again, the the case with many dealerships across the valley and in their fine print, they'll disclose that, you know, they have addendums or it could have the shop or emissions or safety inspection. They might give you some kind of hint. Most people do not read the fine print, so they would miss it anyway. But often people will reach out and, and the, one of the first questions they'll ask is how much can I save them over the advertised price at the dealership that's lying in the first place. And that is just a difficult thing. Gary and I are not responsible for how they advertise. We're not lying to anyone. We're not advertising vehicles below what they cost and we're not trying to get people to to pay more than then they should. The bottom line is we will avoid anybody that's trying to be tricky or cheaty. In some cases, like Gary alluded to, the value of the vehicle forces you to, to make a so, good decision and actually buy the vehicle when, in, in some instances, every decision stands on its own. And I hope I made that clear. So
2: I have a gentleman that I've helped numerous times. And he got a Mercedes Benz, he used one a few years ago, and the car was totaled. And he did just fine with the insurance, nobody got hurt, he got paid, and his son's in the military. So when his son got deployed, he's going to drive his son's truck for a while. So he calls me during the week and tells me what he's looking for. And I called him up and I said, well, Mark, let me just start with being honest with you. And I I don't use that term. I said, let me give you the bad news. And he stops me and says, you know, as a salesman, you should never start with the bad news. And I said, well, you know, that's a good thing because I'm not a salesperson. I'm helping you buy a car. And when you throw out that what you want to buy and I go within a 500 mile radius of my zip code and there's four used ones. Good luck. Good luck finding a used 2020 BMW X7.
3: I, that would be a very difficult vehicle to find. They, they don't rent those. And so someone would have to buy a new 2020 X7, which is a very luxurious and expensive vehicle, often ordered by the people that would get them, and then not want it within months of, of acquiring it and then trade it in. It, it, it's very, very difficult to, so to find. So
2: we talked about another car, and the other car was a Mercedes GLS 450. And he called me, he sent me a text, actually. We talked, and he said he's not ready to do anything till the first week of October. Well, it doesn't matter what's online used right now if you're thinking about the first week of October. You start looking at the end of September, and you better be ready to pull the trigger if you find a used car. So I happened to look That's yesterday. Very important what he just said. I happened to look yesterday, and they actually had two used GLS 450s. 2020s. And I know the story behind them it was a dealership that was using them as service loaner cars and they sold some of their inventory off because in Arizona, the pandemic has not hurt the car business. It's hurt the car business inventory. So he sent me back that he's not ready to do this. When you're looking for a used car, start looking when you're ready to buy the car, because looking now, buying later doesn't work.
4: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
2: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 the Patriot. Once again, a very special thanks to B&N Auto Sales located at 15225 North 32nd Street in Phoenix, Arizona. They've got a great selection of pre-owned commercial vehicles. It's a no-hassle, no-BS buying experience. Bobby Rabati at 602-722-9151. You know, a very important part of buying a car, if you're financing a car, is what your credit's like. So, if you've been late on your car payments, and you're financed with a manufacturer's lender, there's a very good possibility if you've got 30-day lates through that lender that they're not going to refinance you on another vehicle. Many of the credit unions now are asking for proof of income, and one of the credit unions wants that in the form of your last two years tax returns. And I had a client that basically said, if my 878 credit score and $25,000 that I'm putting down isn't good enough for that credit union, they don't get my business. But it's very important. It's called a step proof of residence, proof of income. But the important thing to know, if you've missed car payments, you know that. I have a friend of mine, and when I say he's a friend, he was referred to me by a good friend of mine, and I've helped him get three or four cars over the past six, seven years, maybe even longer than that. And he called me up and said he wants to get rid of this car. And he wants to get this car It's the same manufacturer, but in a SUV. So we showed up at the dealership. They drove up from, you know, almost San Diego. And I shouldn't say that. They were almost in California. They live in Yuma. And really, really nice people. And I know they've had a rough go of it. They had a child that was sick. And. When I say sick, the child was in the hospital for about three months, I want to say. The mom had taken a leave of absence from work, and their car payment got annihilated, their history. To the point where on their credit, it basically said, remedied repossession, which means that your car was repossessed, and at that point, they made arrangements. They paid off the late payments and got their car back. When I asked my friend last week before we met at the dealership, has she ever been late on a payment? He said, well, she might have been a couple of days late. I said, well, is that 10-day late? Th- oh, just 10-day late. So when we pulled the credit, I noticed that, and I noticed there was another issue with the a motorcycle that they had. Now, I know him. I know the situation, so it's not a story when he tells me that you got to keep the lights on in the house. You had to do this. You had to do that. And they ended up, other issue was they wanted to keep their payment on their small little subcompact the same on the midsize SUV they were now buying. So we had a conversation, we talked about a few things, and we found a used 45,000-mile car that worked for them and kept their payment within about 50 bucks of what they were paying. But folks, if you know you have issues with your credit, the one thing that they can't put in the system is they can't put the stories in. And sometimes sometimes there's really, really, really good reasons as to why things happen to people. However. The sad part is the banks don't care. The banks care about one thing their investment and how much interest are they going to charge you on your risky loan. But, you know, the things we talked about today was, you know, if you're going car shopping and your credit's locked, unlock your credit. Try to buy a used car for what it's advertised for. The only thing I could say is good luck with that. But as I said, most people know that their credit's important. Now, another thing that kills your credit score is it could be the silliest thing. It could be a $30 medical collection that you just got three weeks ago, and it drops your credit score 100 points for a $30 collection account tidiness on your credit you know and what i always tell people if you're fighting with somebody on something on your credit bureau threatening them doesn't work ignoring them doesn't work i sometimes tell people if it's small and you can pay it pay it and fight it later uh good advice you know and I and I've been through you know I've been through the challenges I had problems you know in the mid 2000s when when this economy tanked that's why I got back into doing what I'm doing but you know we understand credit and we understand what it takes to get a car loan you know I had a gentleman that wanted to finance $15,000 worth of negative equity in a $10,000 car okay that's the I don't know where Sometimes when these people when people call and they tell us, I don't want to turn around and say you need our help more than you could imagine. Now, trust me, if you are one of these people that doesn't mind packing a lunch and knows the right way to negotiate and you want to go spend seven hours in a car dealership, just remember the party's not over till you finish with the finance guy. So my neighbor sat there and told me all about what he did and blah, 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 blah. And then he turns around and tells me what he paid for the warranty.
3: And ruined the whole thing.
2: Oh, I didn't say one word. Well, no, I'm
3: sure I did, you didn't. I didn't want to tell him well, I could get it for 1000 bucks less. He's your neighbor. You wouldn't want to hurt his feelings. But unfortunately that happens you know countless times a day we we wish we could help everyone and there are people that you know are are very skilled negotiators that if they spend enough time and effort and energy and and are able to pay attention to all the details all the way up until signing the physical contract the the key is we often say is how you leave and most people by the time they've agreed to buy the vehicle are are often if not worn out they're they're at least at a point where they've they've often gone back and forth for some length of time to finally get to where they agree and and they have the the thought process well that's over and it's it's so far from over it's it's only mm-hmm. just begun is, is the most true statement that that could ever be shared, and when it comes to financing, if if you're financing a twenty thousand dollar car, the interest rate difference of one point on a five year term is the equivalent of about five dollars a month.
2: Well, twenty thousand uh, no, dollars, ten, yeah, 10 thousand, it's say fifty cents a, month. Yeah, a
3: yeah, thousand. I, I did a brain fart, yeah. but the point is 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 with that that one percent amount finance difference on twenty thousand, we, we save people that difference in rate probably, you know, six out of seven times when people are financing a car. We're going to guide them to a, a better way to do it. In many cases, and like in the case where Gary mentioned earlier, on the Mazda CX five in that scenario it obviously only made sense to take advantage of the zero percent or they wouldn't have done that whatever the amount of money they had on it at the time couldn't have been enough i think it was only 1500 bucks and so that's the reason why gary of course took advantage of the zero percent for the client or guided in that direction because there wasn't enough money to steer them a different way but again the the key is how you leave and When you go to purchase a vehicle, they're essentially opposing forces. You're you're trying to get for you the best deal that you possibly can and pay as little as you possibly can. Their job is to, of course, get you to pay as much as they can. And you have two opposing forces that, logically, one of you is going to do better than the other.
2: And the thing about those two opposing forces, remember this, you're not making the car dealership do anything. Nope. You, they are deciding to do something, and they're, and they're allowing you to agree with the terms. I can't tell you how many times I hear from somebody, well, I made them do this. I made them do that. I made them do this. Well, you didn't make them do anything. Okay? I was a sales manager. Dana was a general manager. There's deals you take that make no sense on paper sometimes, but it makes total sense to make a car go away that's been at the dealership 400 days. You can't lose enough money selling that car. Now, what they try to do with those situations is what can they make back in the business office? And when I would take those stupid deals, I might go to the salesman, the finance manager and say, hey, this is the way the deal's loaded. If the customer doesn't sign the deal exactly the way that the deal's loaded in the screen, He gets excused from playing. He understands there's a warranty. He understands there's this. He understands what the rate is. If he wants to negotiate any of that, step away from the desk and I'll go back in. But nobody, nobody, it's like that old saying from Rudy, nobody comes in our house and pushes us around. When Dana and I go to the car dealership, we're or, we already know what they're going to tell us. We have a really good idea. Uh, it's, but if you're one of these people that wants to, like I jokingly say, pack a lunch and go have fun, Go do it. Yeah. I mean, when I helped the gentleman buy the Mazda, I'm not exaggerating. From the time we walked in till the time we picked out the car, till the time he had the invoice on his hand, and the time he had his tr- what the trade was worth, it was less than seven minutes.
3: And it can be that way. You don't have to spend several hours in a car dealership the the most time that i typically spend with a guest at a car dealership is waiting for the finance department or the car
2: to get washed
3: or the car to get cleaned up for delivery there there's absolutely no need to spend several hours of your day going back and forth with a dealership and Again, as Gary pointed out, you're not going to make them do anything. People don't make them take cars back. They don't make them sell the cars for what they demand. The dealer chooses to make that decision for their reasons, and I can assure you, um, especially with the things the way they are now, with inventory levels and availability being what it is, it is again, a very difficult time to be a consumer. I I think that our service today is, is valuable or more valuable than it's ever been.
2: You know, it's funny what you said, you know, taking cars back. I was in a dealership the other day and a new car came out in 2020. And in 2021, they came out with a special edition of the car. And it actually, it's pretty trick looking. So I was talking to the GM because a guy showed up with the car that he agreed to buy 90 days ago. The dealership, within 30 days of the cars, gave him something to drive, knowing the car was coming in. Gave him a car to drive. Car showed up. Some point after the purchase, all the paperwork signed, gentleman has the car, he decides that he probably shouldn't have paid to buy the first one of these cars coming into the valley. Now, it's a car that even if you're looking at a 2020, you're not getting a great deal on. And I'm not going to talk about the name of the dealership. But the funny thing was, he walked in, took the keys, put them on the general manager's desk, and left. So while I was there, I happened to notice a red and white tow truck show up. And the red and white tow truck pulled up into the front of the dealership with this guy's car on the back of it. They were towing the car back to his house. You do not have any form of rescission in the state of Arizona on a car purchase unless you never, ever set foot into a car dealership. If they delivered the car to your house, you, you have 72 hours. But remember this, profit is not a reason that you get to go to court over. There's nothing that says car dealerships aren't entitled to make profit. Our goal, Dana and I's goal, is to minimize what a dealership does to you while we're there. We'll be back next week. We're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer.